DJ and PK, I want to remind you Valentine's Day is Sunday, and flowers make the perfect gift. Jimmy's Flowers, a longtime partner with The Zone, can make it easy. Just visit them at jimmysflowers.com. And remember, Valentine's is on Sunday this year. Jimmy's Flowers at jimmysflowers.com. All right, PK, the Jazz, do it again. Four in a row, they sweep the road trip. Throw a little adversity in there. They don't get to hit a bunch of threes, a flurry of them, and run somebody off the court by 20 points. They don't get to have the whole team. They're missing Mike Conley, hamstring tightness. They're grinding away, and they don't flinch, and they pull it out, and they get the win. 103-95, play some defense, hold the Pacers under 100 points, find a different way to win, and they did it. And that is now 15 out of 16. This is more than a month of great results. And yet, some Jazz fans don't want to fully embrace it. They're waiting. I do. <laughs> Why not, right? And that win yesterday, oh, even though it wasn't yeah. as flashy, it was actually encouraging. And you can't blow everybody off the court by 20. you got to grind at some point. You can't always have all your guys. You, you're going to miss guys at some point. Yes, and the the way you look at it, these teams, a lot of these teams that they're blowing out, the Atlantis of the world, they're not competing for anything that you're competing with, so you should blow them out uh, on a regular basis, not all the time. I mean, if, if you played, I just use Atlanta as an example, but I mean, if you played them 20 times in a season, I don't think you're going to probably beat them 20 times in a row, uh, but you're going to win a high percentage of them because they're not in your caliber. So everybody does this in the league. It doesn't matter what it is, uh, what league. You know, not every team is great, and you got to fatten up on the crummier teams or the lesser teams. And certainly the Jazz have been doing that. And, you know, when you play the better teams, it's going to be more difficult, and that's how you're going to be judged, which is the definition of the postseason but to get there, I was listening to James Harden talking about that bizarre situation the other night with uh, Kevin Durant where he couldn't play the game at the beginning because of the tracing. Then they let him in the game. Then they got to take him out of the game. And it just doesn't – I don't understand it, but I'm not there to discuss that. The point being that James Harden was uh, talking in his Zoom afterward about how it's so frustrating because they can't get any rhythm going because all these things are happening and you're trying to get rhythm to set yourself up for the postseason, right? And they have, obviously, postseason aspirations, much like the Jazz do. Well, the great thing about the Jazz is that they're able to get the rhythm going here, and it's been going for a while and they've had great results, and they should have these great results because it's obvious that they're better than the majority of these teams. And if they should play face the Clippers and the Lakers, those will be tough games in the Nuggets maybe. Uh, you know, if they get the one seed and the Nuggets get the four, you know, the boom, that, that's going to be great playoffs right off the bat. Uh, obviously, you wouldn't play the uh, Nuggets in the first round if you got them at the fourth seed. You get the eighth seed or whoever that team is. We understand all that. But in the second round, then, it would be very, very difficult. So it's good to have these games that things don't go as well. And I thought that's what we had with the Pacers and so we've got this great stretch where everybody seems to know their role to the highest level. And then, okay, now you're not 
those roles, you're not uh, just playing to the best of your ability in those roles. So find other ways, and that's what they did. But as you say, 15 out of 16, man, that is a lot of winning. Yeah, it really is. You know, if it, if, if it were like 12 out of 16, we'd be sitting here going, well, they've won 75% of their games over more than a month, which, you know, that that's a 60-win pace in a full season. That's an impressive pace. But they're, they're beyond that. And... I guess the the last hurdle left here. Well, I guess there's two hurdles left. There's always two PK. There's always two, but the last regular season hurdle here is these next few weeks. They're playing three of the top four in the in the East, and they're playing the Clippers twice and Lakers once. So, you know, six out of ten. I guess now with the Pacers game, I think it's six of the next nine games are against don't, some don't high blow tomorrow's end, show though. High end competition, don't, don't, and we'll talk about tomorrow that show. tomorrow when the Jazz play the Celtics. <laughs> so gear up for that. But before we look ahead, let's look back. Fifteen out of sixteen, and in that rain, in that run, they've now lost Conley for a game. They've lost Mitchell for two, and if they lost Ingles for two or three, I can't remember. It's been a little while now. But I think so, it was a couple early, and then obviously Favors too. Favors also was out too. Yeah. So they've taken some hits along the way. You know, if you had the perfect health, that would be a little unusual in the NBA. So they haven't had to deal with anything catastrophic or massive, but there have been, you know, potholes along the way. So check that box, too. Sure, and I think that's important to note because you lose a kid like Mitchell, okay, you don't have anybody who can replace Mitchell A to Z in his game. But what you do have, you have players who can – replace parts of Mitchell's game, right? So you have, with the ability to shoot, Bogdanovich can reel off 30 points and no one's going to be shocked. Uh, Joe Ingle is probably not going to get you 30, but you know he can get you 15. Point being is that you have guys who are capable of filling in for these other dudes when they go out. So Conley... You know, Joe had uh, just a couple games ago, I think he had, what, 10, 11 assists, right? So we know he can do that. So they have a lot of moving parts to where if someone goes down, well, hopefully not for an extended period, but for a game here and there, that's you're going to have that in every single season, you have the ability to replace them portions of what they do and the collective then is good enough particularly against an opponent that isn't quite as good to get the job done and I think that's what we've seen and that's that's also been fun to watch to see these guys pick up and uh, whatever that individual is that's missing replace him and if you do a little bit I do a little bit you know we've got enough I don't I, I think that uh, probably you know Gobert goes down that is the most difficult to replace uh, because you can't expect favors to play 45 minutes. Uh, you know, Go, Gobert is like the one piece that you don't want to have happen because what he provides, it's so he provides it a at a high level and b I don't know that you have somebody who can replace that consistently. And then if you move favors up, well, who replaces favors? You know, then then you have some real issues there. You know, the one thing, and he said it right after Shaq, and Shaq got all the headlines, and Kenny Smith said, man, the Jazz, they got to shoot it really well to win. Well, that's kind of how the NBA is going. I mean, that's kind of, that's what we're going to hold all these teams up to. You know, in, in the Lakers, it feels a little different with LeBron and AD, but everybody is dependent on three-point shooting these days. 
And it was good that the Jazz won a game where they didn't shoot the three well. They need to get back to shooting the three well, and I expect they will get back to shooting the three well. But the, the, the top teams in the league right now shooting the three, Clippers in order, Clippers one, Jazz two, Bucks, Nets, Lakers. Those are the top five teams. Well, who's at the top of the standings? Who's got the championship expectations? It's like shooting the three is where it's at. And all the other stuff, I mean, it's important, but the three's really important. Underline it. Put a couple exclamation points after it. It's not an accident that all these elite teams are shooting the three really well, and the Jazz are second on the list and have shot the three really well for a long period of time, so it's no surprise that they've won a bunch of games over a long period of time, 15 out of 16 now. I think you got to connect those two, and if you think, oh, well, they're going to— they're going to start dropping games. Are they really? Are they going to start, are they going to start shooting the three poorly? Because that's what a lot of this rides on. Well, that's the way they built their team. And we were watching a game yesterday. Uh, my wife was paying attention a little bit there. Yesterday was a great sports day. I had the Jazz early. I had golf in the middle and then rounded it out with the Super Bowl. The and trifecta. Watched, uh, Look at you hit the trifecta. Yeah. I also watched uh, afterward, after the Jazz were done, I watched the end of the uh, second half of the Suns-Celtics uh, game uh, that was on NBA TV. But I don't so, want to distract you too much here, but was it weird for you watching the golf with so few people? If you had like 5,000 at the tournament, and you know they usually have these you know, basically stadium holes set up there and just massive crowds. You've been there in person, you've watched it on TV. Did that really strike you as weird, or did you adjust pretty quickly? I adjusted because we've been going through the whole season now with no fans. So I'm used to it. It's it's many golf tournaments that we've watched had no fans. See what I'm saying? Back when they, when did they restart? Uh, in, in somewhere over the summer. When was it? When, they, when the PGA Tour came back? And so you had that. Plus on Sundays, that's the smallest day of the Phoenix Open. So many people come into town right. and they, travel they take off. Yeah. Uh, or they're, they're gearing up for the Super Bowl. And for years, we've gone down uh, for that week. For many, many years, I've done that. And then I always travel back uh, in the morning uh, to do the come back through the Super Bowl. And then we have television we didn't have that last night because we were preempted. And actually, to get sidetracked, I'm thinking next year, because I always thought, oh, man, in the years to come when I retire, I'm going to stay on Sunday and watch that. Well, actually, now that we've been doing the TV stuff on Skype, I'm thinking next year I don't come back until Monday. And then I can do that. <laughs> yeah, I can could. Skype television wherever I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so we, we... mark that down next year. <laughs> do it. Absolutely. I'm going to be there. On that Sunday, because that's the day it has the fewest people. Uh, they have crowds of over 200,000, and it's just an absolute zoo. And so on Sunday, the crowds are a third of that. And so I, I was thinking about that yesterday. I'm going to do that um, and watch, going to be there on a Sunday and be standing adjacent 18. I've played that course uh, one time, so and I've been there many times. So... Mark that down next next year. If they give me the gear, I'll do the show Monday from uh, my sister's house. If they don't, then I'm taking the day off. It's up to them. So anyway, we're watching the game, 
And I'm telling her, and she's she's aware of the jazz shooting threes because she's watched enough with me uh, from time to time. And it was obvious they weren't hitting their threes. And I was telling her, I said, you know, this is real a genius way that they've put together this team because you can't necessarily always run out the best athletes. But what they've done, this formula, is really working to a very high level. Um, and they do have some athletes. I mean, even the slow-mo Joe Totally I, I think he has enough athletic ability yeah. Yeah, to, to, to play. He does, he's not a big high flyer and all that stuff, but he's got such a high skill level. So what they do, they have this defensive anchor that is awesome in the middle, and then they've got a bunch of guys who've got high-level skill. They may not be like this incredible athlete. And Bogdanovich has great athletic ability, too. But he's not, you know, we're not going to compare him to Antetokounmpo, not that you can compare many to them, to him. But I don't think that's necessary because I don't think some of the, Jordan was a phenomenal athlete, but you look at some of the great players in the Magic and the Bird, they weren't necessarily these overwhelming athletes, but they had high-level skill combined with high-level basketball IQ and know how to play the game, know what they're, what is wanted out of the system that they're using. And that's what we're seeing with the Jazz, that these guys, they, they, Conley has fine athletic ability. He's not just a necessarily a high-flying dunker and all that. Mitchell can uh, he can compete athletically with anybody. We understand all that. But everybody else has enough, plus their basketball IQ is very, very high, and they have that skill to be able to hit these shots, and the spacing that they're providing is something that really, really works. And it's fun to see because it would be great to see. If, if, I'm, an NBA, if I'm a pure NBA fan, and, I'm, and I don't have a necessarily an allegiance to one specific team, but I just love the game of basketball, I would be a big-time Jazz fan to see what this team is capable of doing because then we just spoke with Lincoln Kennedy how we get down the last two weeks of the college football season, and it's boring as can be because it's the same teams every freaking year. And I realize TV power and star power, and that's what you want in the ratings and all that, but I don't care about that. I care about the beauty of the individual sports. And to watch what the Jazz are doing is something that you can enjoy. And if they can take it to the highest level i think it's great for the game it may not be great for the tv ratings a portion of the game but for the purity of the basketball itself i think it's great i guess the one thing that some fans have to be yelling is yeah it's always lebron at the end though sometimes he wins sometimes he loses like alabama alabama doesn't win every year but they're in the mix every year they're certainly in the semis and they're usually in the final and and lebron is yeah, I get it. always in the He's, well, I mean, he had the one year he's hurt with L.A., you know, what, two seasons ago now. But other than that, the guy is just a mm-hmm. constant presence in the NBA Finals. And so, but uh, it, it'll be interesting to see if someone can take him down. Uh, I just think you have to give the NBA credit, too, for tweaking the rules to make the three. And you got to give credit to the players because they're making the shots. And, you know, they have who knows how many shots they've gotten up to over the course of their careers to get to the point where they can shoot 40% in NBA games. I mean, I can remember a few years ago we were talking about there's only 40 players in the league that can shoot 40% from three, and that seemed to be the number for a while. And now suddenly we've gotten to the point where there's four teams shooting 40% from three. So there there are a lot of people focused on this and getting that skill level, like you say. You know, the thing that hurt the Jazz in the past was the constant switching. And at times it seems to bug them, and at other times they seem to handle it. And maybe they're getting a handle on that over time, just the sheer repetition of it. Donovan was talking about that 
in a Zoom interview after the game, that he's seen everything, and now it's a question of seeing it all the time. And he was breaking it down. He was talking about the dribbles he uses to set up the pass, you know, when he's got to throw left or right hand and he's got to cross over and based on who's defending him. And just the sheer repetition of doing that. But one thing with all the switching is stop with the pick-and-roll game and just have your guys uh, find the get, have them switch until you get the weakest matchup and then beat that guy off the dribble. Just one-on-one, get out of the way, and uh, Scotty Pippen, get the hell out of the way, and let that guy, and whether it's Mitchell, for a long time Mitchell was the only guy who had a chance to do it, but now Mitchell Clarkson takes people off the dribble all the time. Uh, the trade for him was good for multiple reasons, and that's one of them. And acquiring Conley. Conley would beat guys off the dribble. He had a bucket in Charlotte, I think, was it right at the end of the half or the one of the quarters, I can't remember. But he went he went baseline and hit a little floater with, I think, two-tenths of a second left or something. Just took a guy one-on-one. And so having that in the repertoire, you know, three guys, where's the weak matchup? Okay, now beat that guy off the dribble. That may give them one more way when things start to, you know, they start to hit the wall in a playoff series, one more way to score that they haven't had in the past. Well, I think that Mitchell obviously has a ton of athletic ability, but that's what I'm saying. The other guys have, a, have enough that in circumstances can be able to do that. You, you just can't have a bunch of spot-up shooters right. who don't exactly. have any athletic ability because that's going to that's gonna wear you down. You've got to be able to move, and I think they have enough guys who can move and enough guys who can roll, and you always got to go bear there as he's rolling to chuck the ball up towards the ceiling and have him come <laughs> get it, and he has the ability to do that there. Things are going well. I think things are going about as well as can be expected. 15 out of 16 in any circumstance. I don't care, as I say, if you played the Hawks all 16 times, I'm not sure you could beat them. 15 times so to be able to win this level of this many games at this point and play at this level is really really great and it's not a question of are they peaking and all that stuff i don't really buy that because shooting shooting can come and go but do you peak as a shooter you know you have better stretches than others but I think that it's a variable to the level of night to night. Now, the Jazz have extended it to where it's not necessarily night to night. It's something that is there much more prevalent from night to night. It isn't a situation of what was it going to be tonight. No, it's like now we're expecting them to have a good shooting night, and they didn't have it. And I get it. You know, you're tired. I just don't like introducing the mindset of, oh, we're tired. This is going to be tough because I think that's going to do something that's going to allow you to almost beat yourself, and you don't want to be in that situation here. And so they weren't hitting, so find other ways. And rebounding that was just awesome one i don't know that they'll have a better rebounding game the rest of the season and that gave them opportunities particularly on offense for second chance points to where i think that was the big difference 20 some second chance points you're going to win a ton of ball games if you're doing that See, I don't mind so much the acknowledgement that, hey, it's three games in less than 72 hours and be tired, but it's the next thing that comes after that can't be, so we're probably going to lose this. 
That's okay, what I'm saying. Now you're throwing in the towel. The next thing has to be is recognize reality. It is three games in 72 hours. You probably will be tired. So what do you have to do? You got to grind a little more. You got to stop shooting threes and get into the paint and get the ball to Rudy for dunks or have Clarkson finishing or whoever. Uh, you got more rebounds, more second chance points. Are we going to get to the free throw line more? You know, what's the next thing? But have that next idea. And then, of course, you got to have the talent to execute it and actually well, make it Well, defensively, too. Yeah, 95 points is a good number. You're going to win. You're going to win a lot of games if you hold teams to 95 points. There were three teams that didn't get to 100 points in the NBA yesterday and all three of them lost. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's like, okay, it's going to be hard to shoot the three. You're going to be tired. What else can you do to win the game? And then you got to have the ability to pull it off and they did. So 15 out of 16, do you truly believe now? We got a lot of people lining up at Facebook with their answers to that. And there's already people Did you know there were this many superstitious people here? There's a lot of a lot of superstitious people here. We will get to that next. Stay with us, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 the zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Have we ever talked to John on the air? No. No. And I've got questions. Is he there? I'm here. Hey John, how are hey, you? Hey John. I'm good. How are you guys? Uh John, yeah. we have you. No, no. We've had a, uh-huh. a a long back and forth about a pitchfork incident. I want to know the details of my buddy here and your brother running a pitchfork through you. <laughs> we were out working and you know, cleaning our ends or whatever you want to call it. And uh, he thought that he was like King Triton and he uh, threw that pitchfork and exactly uh, oh! true <laughs> enough. He just sang on the mark and put it right underneath. Did you throw a trident? Yeah, and I killed a guy with a trident. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. The best blanket ever is also the best gift for Valentine's Day. Get 30% off right now in any regularly priced blankets with the code word WELCOME30 at MikaCouture.com. Take care of that Valentine's gift today by visiting a location near you in Ogden, Leighton, Draper, Orm, Sugar House, or St. George. That's Minky Couture and Valentine's Day. Check them out at MinkyCouture.com. 15 out of 16, 3-0 on the road trip, winning without key players. When is it time to start dreaming, Jazz fans? Aaron says, when they're up by 20 points with one second to go in the fourth quarter of the NBA Finals clinching game, and not a second before. <laughs> yeah, come on. Enjoy it. Why not? Tony says, not yet. Reality is still very prevalent. We'll just enjoy the current ride. I like the way they're playing. It's a lot of fun to watch. It is a lot of fun to watch. I tweeted that out the other night that uh, just watching them bury all these threes, move the ball around, and not have one dude just pound the ball into the to court and all that stuff, that, that's boring to me. And have this ball being moved around basketball, when it's played the right way, it could be really fun to watch. It could also be boring if it's just one guy doing all the shooting and it's not a team game. But if it's played at the team level and you're lo- utilizing the skills of everybody out on the floor, uh, then it becomes really fun, and that's what they're having, you know. And Joe, Joe Ingles always seems like he's having the time of his life out there and really enjoying it, and I love to see that. I love to see that he's just grateful that he's able to do it and then move the ball around and find ways to win. That becomes fun. But when you're winning 15 out of 16 why would, and you have the best record in the league, why wouldn't you start to think, hey, well, at minimum, why not? I mean, they've played, you know, a fair number of games now, right? 
What's their record? I want to say 19 and 5, but let me look it up to make sure. 19 and 5. 19 and 5. There it is. 19 and 5. So that's just three games away from playing 25 games. That's a significant portion of the time to look at, right? Bad math. You know how I am. It's like that would be one-third of a full NBA season. Oh, you know, it's just PK screwing around. (laughs) (laughs) I should have known. (laughs) So we got a a decent enough sample. You know, we're starting to get there right now, right? Yeah, I don't think there's going to be a lot of movement in the standings. I think the teams that, barring major injury, the teams that have broken away will stay in their group. And the teams that are battling, maybe one team will get it together and pull away, but they'll probably battle just just like teams were battling last year and two years ago when the Jazz, well, last year they were six seed and the year before they were the five. Uh, but there wasn't much. We, those years we were talking about, man, there's four or five teams just stacked right on top of each other. And it's the same thing right now. Okay, so why wouldn't I believe now at this point that the Jazz are not contenders? I don't understand. Why wouldn't I believe? The only reason, well, first off, I think you should. And I think the only reason you shouldn't is that for some people, they're just looking at the Lakers like, I do not want to get my hopes up and get all fired up and then have LeBron and Lakers beat the Jazz and win the title. And see, the thing is that you're using the word contender. You're not using the word favorite. And you go on Twitter with the word contender, and a Laker fan will slap you down and laugh at you. You're not a contender. In the Lakers world, there are no contenders. It's simply they're well, going to win the true. title, and everybody, I, I know, right? There aren't 100% locks. You can be an overwhelming favorite, but you can't be a lock in the NBA on February 8th. It's not, it's not over. I mean, it might take catastrophic injuries, but it's only been two years since we watched two of the Warriors' three best players go down with major injuries in the finals when it looked like they were going to do it, and suddenly, oh, they're not going to do it. (laughs) Now they're missing two guys. Well, LeBron lost to the Dallas Mavericks in the finals, did he not? Yeah, but that was also younger, less experienced LeBron who hadn't won a title, and now he knows how. And, and, hey, they could still screw it up, but it seems less likely now than it did then. It was the Dallas Mavericks. I mean, I don't care who it was. I don't care what experience or inexperience he had. He's with. He had a Hall of Famer and possibly another Hall of Famer with him. And they they didn't get it done. So, it's doable. It's not like he's all that. He's not un- this is not Jordan here who was literally undefeated in the finals. LeBron is not undefeated in the finals. Not not even close. So, and he's lost games. And so, uh, what are we going to do? Well, how about the Cleveland losses? Well, they had injuries. We're we just going to keep making excuses for every time LeBron l- loses. I realize he's a national hero and a crusader, and many people, no matter whatever, whatever he says, and we're going to see that now with the All Star thing. Now that he's spoken, thus saith LeBron, and now a lot of folks are going to fall in line, as Ante Decumbo said. Well, the big dogs say it, so I got to follow in line. It's like they're sheep. Whatever LeBron says, he must be right because he's LeBron. Great, but nevertheless, he's had his playoff failure, and so how, how can I? Why can't I say this is not? This is going to be one of these. Excuse me. How many back to backs has LeBron won? One in Miami. Yeah, and he should have. Oh yeah, there's a strong argument that he should have got three or four. Not four, not five, not six. Blah blah blah. So. 
I, I think he's beatable. And yeah, is it going to be difficult? Fine. It, it ought to be difficult. If you're going to win a championship, yeah. it ought to be difficult. Yeah. But I think this team is a contender. Well, if they're not, they can then play with is. anybody. There, there are no locks. There has to be a contender. There has to be somebody in the mix. Doesn't yeah, mean I'm not you get caught up in this lock stuff. I mean, I, I, that that doesn't even enter my mind. I'm not. Just be. You can not be a contender and not have locks too. I don't think those things are exclusive. Somebody's. If it's not a lock, then there's a contender. There's a favorite. And then there's contenders. Right, but there's plenty of teams that aren't contenders, even though we don't have a lock, is what I'm saying. So there's plenty of teams that are not contenders for the title. Yes. I mean, we've talked but about it. 20, that doesn't mean that there's usually, a lock out there. In the NBA, at least 25, and usually 26 or 27 teams are not contenders. But I think the Jazz and Clippers are clearly contenders. And as we've seen, if you come out of the East, even though the East is... Not only not good, but really looking like they're bad. But if you're there and there's one series to go and there's injuries, you might be able to pull it off. Drummed so what's your big ago. superstition that you were talking about? Oh, there's people here uh, tweeting at us. I mean, don't you tease that. Don't uh, don't talk about you. You can't talk about it. Shh, just enjoy the ride from Robert. Like if you speak about it, it can't happen. Well, then I'm out of a job. <laughs> Right, we're just gonna sit here. We'll just sit here quietly and think about the jazz. You sit there quietly and think about the jazz. Some people I like have quiet. to talk about it. <laughs> By definition, I've got to talk about it. <laughs> I don't have any problem talking about it. Jonathan Tabernari, the former Cougar. When you actually get to the finals or win it all, jazz fans think the basketball world should be drooling over what they've accomplished so far. Boo hoo! Keep this up for the whole season. Make it to the finals, and then you get the respect you deserve and to dream about things. Well, at that point, there's no need of dreaming if, if it's You've reality. You've already got the title. Yeah. Yeah. This is the, this, this is the essence of the regular season. Is, and that's what, that's what the regular season should be about, about finding yourselves, see where you fit on the totem pole, and if you're at the top, well, then you should be able to think about it because if you can't, then the regular season really becomes completely and totally a waste of time. If you're a Jazz fan this morning and you cannot let yourself think about, hey, is this team the team? Is this the year? If you can't let yourself think about that, then what in the world are you thinking about relative to the Jazz and NBA basketball? Because as you reach, and we already said the other day, was the quarter pole. And if you're at that and I've been to a million horse races at the time, if you're leading and there's 10 horses in the field and you are number one at the quarter pole, well, your owner, your trainer, if you put a $2 bet on that horse, you're thinking, hey, I got a shot here. And if you don't, then what's the point? If it's just going to be LeBron and whatever stooge comes out of the East, well, then that's no fun. It's like going to a movie that you've seen 500 times. And you can enjoy it a little bit, but not like the first time. I was going to say, you've watched The Godfather so many times. Careful with that analogy. Nah, (laughs) but I I don't get the same enjoyment as I did the first couple of times. And I don't watch it start to finish. I never 
watch it uh, start to finish now. Never. Drop in during a commercial in the game and then drop out again. Right. And, it, and yes. you're going to have fun with something like that. You have to watch it with somebody the first time. The first time I showed it to my son, that was awesome to watch his reaction as he realized what was happening and what was what then what had to happen next. Like, oh, when he realized Michael Corleone was a cold-hearted, you know what? <laughs> he was a family man. That too. Yeah. And yeah, in the middle of care of the family. When he was when he was at church, and all of a sudden people started getting whacked. He was just like, <laughs> my son was I don't know probably like eighth grade. He's like, oh, <laughs> this dude is so cold. This dude and it's one mobster after another. Yeah, that was pretty fun to watch. Well, they, because they went against him, man. Exactly. That I mean, you all- conspired to kill me. What am I supposed to do? Give you a a bouquet of flowers from proflowers.com. <laughs> Use the code DJ. Yes, that's exactly it. <laughs> well, I will for your funeral. Yes, but it's about family. That's what that. This is just the movies is just about family. It's overrated. All that other stuff. So I mean, Carlo, come on, get out of my sight. I mean, you had it coming. <laughs> all right, gentlemen. So, uh, good friend, I guess we'll call him a good friend of the show. Just texted in. Probably not a bad thing if they're out of a job. I'll take over. Any idea who sent that in just barely to me via text? No, you tell Lacombe that he's not going to take my job. It's not Tim. (laughs) Okay, you tell Whittingham, forget it. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Kyle's not it either. That was a good one. (laughs) Kyle doing sports radio would be hilarious. Pace Pace don't listen to us this early in the morning. Come on now. Dennis and I have worked on a lot of things, and but we're collaborative. I don't think each one of us wants the other's job. You're getting closer. Joe. That's our boy. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Come on down, Joe, anytime. Don't limit yourself to Thursdays. You'd be great on a Monday. Give it a shot. <laughs> Joe, you know, you always tell when Joe's taking his daughter to school. Yeah, it is. It's right, it's right in the window right now, right? Yeah. Got to be there by 9. Got to be there by 9. I, I say dream Just, the freak away on this, man. This team is kicking butt 15 out of 16. What the freak, man? Why wouldn't you think about how good can this team can be? I, I don't I honestly... At this point, I don't understand it. You don't fluke your way into nineteen and five. That's impossible. And they're doing it now with stuff going wrong. That's the best part. They miss Joe, they win, he comes back. They miss Donovan, they win, he comes back. Now they well, miss missing Mike Conley. Joe's actually a benefit to the team. <laughs> now, now Mike Conley misses a game. They win. But it doesn't look like he's going to be gone that long. I haven't heard anything official. I wouldn't be surprised if he missed the Celtic game. But that, that would, if he misses the Celtic game, the way the schedule falls, he'll get a week off. And, you know, it's hamstring tightness. True. And he was out and there. And then they, they got they, a bunch they, of games after that. Right. right? They had Short video. They do time. The, yeah, they go back to back on that Friday and Saturday. And they had yeah. video of him out there doing stuff before the game. So it's not like, you know, it's not like when you see players going to walking boots or something, you can just think, oh, well, they're shut down for two oh, or three fine. Weeks. If he sits out a game, he sits out right. a game. whoop de doo And that's the thing. They're 19-5, and five, and they've had to miss these guys and find a different way to win. The three ball isn't going in. Find a different way to win. Hold somebody to 95 points. Get 17 offensive rebounds. Find a way to win. And they did. 
only thing I can really say about Joe definitively <laughs> is he is the second best left-hander on this team. Uh, nice. <laughs> now, now in baseball, Are you and Joe to drive probably a wedge between him and Mike. Come Joe, on now. yeah, but see, is Mike really a lefty? Because in baseball, you got I your know. lefties, you got your righties, you got your switch hitters. Yes. true. Mike is too ambidextrous he to is. be a lefty or a righty. He's Mickey but Mantle. He He's lefty. a switch hitter. He's he's left-handed, but he does he has that ability to switch it a little bit. Sure, yeah, I'll give you that. All right, DJ and PK, it's ninety-seven-five and twelve eighty. The Zone. Steve Cleveland, basketball insider, coming up in twenty minutes. We will talk more jazz with him. Coming up next, more on the Super Bowl and Tom Brady. The all-time, all-timer, and we will get to that next. Man, American football. Will Joe find anything more boring? I think not. But we're going to do it anyway because a lot of you will find it to be entertaining. We'll do that next. Stay with us. The Big Show. The Big Show. With Jake Scott and Gordon Monson. Fuller is such a classic rock guy. Been to a Doobie Brothers concert with Fuller, and you for that matter, and PK. And afterward, this woman comes running over to get PK's autograph, and Bowler and I are standing there looking at each other like and PK is just beaming. Basically, your point of this story was how could somebody possibly recognize PK oh, and not, not recognize you and Bowler? Oh, that's not true, that's man. Bowler and I are standing right there in shock. I said we were looking at each other. And thinking... PK's a star. Uh, it's not. <laughs> why wouldn't I It's why that? are you talking to this guy when the great Gordon Monson <laughs> is standing right here? I'm Gordon Monson. Catch the Big Show weekdays from 2 to 7. Presented by Big O' Tires. The team you trust. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. And now, really? your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealer's strong play of the weekend. Really? the line of scrimmage, the KC8. Here's the snap out of the gun. Play action fake. Pass to Gronkowski. He's going to score a touchdown. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Holy guacamole. He breaks the record. He's got his 23rd touchdown in the postseason from Tom Brady. And a few minutes later, got his 24th. There's the Chevy Strong play of the game. Know what? Today at 450, you can win fabulous prizes. The Bucks to the top of the hill, PK. Started 7 and 5, finished 8 and 0. So, at 7 and 5, there was still a chance. Play your best football in January and maybe more than ever. It's always true, but in a year where they brought in a lot of new players, Brady wasn't exactly the only guy they brought into that club, and then they didn't get those off-season workouts and then they didn't get the summer camp and the four preseason games, so it took them longer. But, man, you start 7-5, and five, you finish 8-0, and, and you beat that defense, controlled Breeze and Rodgers and Mahomes in three straight games to win the title. Yeah, and it seemed like the defense got better yeah. with each succeeding week. That was what was very, very impressive. That defense, to me, was something that, wow, man, I didn't realize they were this good. And they were. They literally got better as the season progressed to where they were playing their best ball and had their most confidence in themselves at that point. And to think that they held that Chiefs offense with zero touchdowns, man, I would have bet Joe Ingles' salary that they would have scored (laughs) at least one touchdown. And that's a lot of cash. And Joe Ingles apparently is going back at you now. The Texting through Yach. What do you got? (laughs) Well, he heard what you guys had to say, and he said, man, I hate these guys. I'll just, <laughs> I'll just tune in when they get off and the good hosts come on air. 
<laughs> oh, nice. So there you go. There you go. All right. Thanks for that, I Joe. hope the Lakers win. <laughs> you do not. <laughs> you know what a championship would do for the show. The last thing in the world you want is the Lakers to win. Of all the things you've learned and morphed on over a couple decades of doing this, he's sitting across from me one day going, hey, you know winning's better than losing, right? I'm like, yeah, I figured that out. Actually, the fantasy with that, they beat the Lakers in seven games. Yeah, absolutely. The series needs to go as long as possible. I was but doing I radio think that when would they be more was, enjoyment beating the Lakers. Yeah, I was I was doing the, I was doing radio when the Jazz swept the Lakers <coughs> in four, and then there was ten days without a game. Hey, hey, we need a game here. Let's go. Did you guys examine the Eastern Conference Finals? Not a little bit, but it was like, come on, let's go, let's go. Yeah, the fantasy would be to take down the Lakers. Absolutely, you want to beat the best. What's more satisfying than that? Of course you want to take them and down. And it's the Lakers. Isn't, isn't that what was satisfying about Tampa beating Kansas City? See, that's the thing is, Kansas City's the best, but they haven't had this multiple decade run where the Lakers are just looming over everybody in the West. That's far and away the best team to beat. But it's also, yeah, it, it, it's, the, it's the Lakers and mm-hmm. the hatred against the Lakers and... Shaq representing sort of Laker Nation with his comments. Decades uh, of people about Donovan chip. Mitchell. Yeah. yeah, because I think if you look at Shaq and he moved around, I consider him, uh, you know, my hometown, I consider him a former Phoenix Suns uh, player, but nobody else does. So I think that as we look at Shaq, even though he won in Miami, I still think we're going to think of him as Shaq and Colby. It's like. Lennon and McCartney and, and Batman and Robin and peanut butter and jelly and you name it. Uh, I, I think I think we think of Shaq and Kobe more than any duo in recent uh, or even long-term NBA history. I think we think of Shaq and Kobe going together more than we think of Jordan Pippen. Ooh. More than we think of LeBron fill in the blank, LeBron, Dwayne Wade, yeah. whomever it might be, LeBron, whatever. More than we think of Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, uh, you name it. Uh, I don't. I don't think that uh, any any of those duos top what we think of Shaq and Kobe. I think that's how much they were intertwined. Those two guys. I think we, you know, obviously here it'd be the statues. They didn't win the title, but people will always – it's like you can't say one without the other, even in NBA uh, conversation, you know, the, the two guys, and that's great. But I think Shaq and Kobe go together, so I think that Shaq is identifiable as the most of his long career as a Laker. Uh, I agree with that. Shaq and Kobe, the only one I argue with is Jordan and Pippen. Shaq and Kobe certainly more than – Wade and LeBron, uh, they won more titles together, they played together longer, they are in more finals together, you know, just on down the line. But I still think that those Actually, two... Actually, four and four, so that was a wash. <laughs> just did the math on that. Uh, they were both in four finals together, both those. I mean, I just think they were together longer, and partly it's, you know, it's probably regional bias. We're on this side of the country. We're seeing them more often. Yeah, but I, I think Jordan and Pippen... I think it could go Jordan and any number of 30 guys. And whether that's Pippen doesn't get the acclaim or whatever. 
Yeah, but it was Pippen, and it was Pippen for so long. I get your point that if it hadn't been Pippen, it could have been somebody else, and that's probably true. It probably could have been because Jordan was that good. And I think most folks think that it had to be Shaq and Kobe. DJ and PK brought to you apart by Davis Vision. Davis Vision's New Year's special continues through February. Save $1,000 off normal pricing now through the end of the month. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com. Coming up next, Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider. Talk about the Jazz winning 15-16 with him next. Stay with us.